Wednesday comic special edition here as always back matter uh not as always as always I'm here uh back matter today uh we're here talking about a phenomenon for many years on the old thing called the Netflix you know they had discs before and then they came to streaming and they say you know what let's start making original content and something came out called Stranger Things and now we're on Stranger Things 4 volume 1 and uh we thought we would give you a little overview of the series or thoughts on the series some theories it's a stranger things all stranger times uh today as always to my left ap18 himself alex how you doing hello everybody to i'm doing well my right you dub himself garrett i'm strange i'm feeling strange man and uh today for this special very special back matter since we're talking all things stranger things uh with this is hashtag guest host one himself hashtag guess us one in the house uh our so. our entertainment aficionado uh of course we had to get him back for that uh he cannot um not show up for that so uh for this uh before we uh move on make sure to visit wesleycox.com and subscribe to the show make sure also to uh visit our sponsors uh roots of the swamp thing.com and rainbow comics and cards.com uh, this is taking place of our normal uh, episode this week, so have a nice little break and get ready for July 1st, because you know what goes down on July 1st? Uh, some people are going to die. So, oh, I don't know. We'll talk about that. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Corey, I forgot to, to play your song before you came in. Entertainment tonight gets underway from Hollywood for September 14th, 1981. <laughs> I love this. I love it so much. There he is, Corey, our entertainment correspondent in the entertainment capital all over the world, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, when you think entertainment, you think the land of a thousand lakes. Uh, so we'll talk about a little bit about Stranger Things and straight up front here, even though I did give like a, a, a very uh, a mysterious, nuanced uh, take on volume two saying people are going to die. We're not going to give spoilers here just for a little bit. Uh, but if you haven't watched the show, uh, I don't know why you're listening to this episode. But this is just a warning. I'm just telling you right now, get off the off ramp right here. It says Stranger Things spoilers up ahead. And right now it's the exit ramp to uh, spoiler free. You have a few days before the world goes crazy and probably gives you bigger spoilers when volume two hits. Uh, Corey understands that. That's why he's going to stay up uh, for hours on end to watch it and then sleep in a car uh, and uh, uh, rather than download it and watch in the car. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, because Courtney, you, you need Foolish. to, like, you don't you don't want to take the chance you wake up for, and see something on Twitter or see something on the news. Exactly. You can't. He take, would rather die. He would die. You can't take the chance die. that you exactly. decide to sleep in and watch it on the ride there. And Marvin, just to get back at you, decided to watch it at 1 a.m. And then said, hey, Courtney, did you see this? And uh, and then you're like, God damn it. Why? And Marvin would never do that, by the way. It's I would not never do 1 a.m., though. It's going to be 2 a.m. Because we're uh, essential time zone. So. 
I think I cracked Corey on the, this last season though, because I'm like, well, what if you're what if you're up so damn early or late that you start falling asleep during during the slow stuff and so then you miss origi- details? Originally was going to be going camping at five o'clock p.m. And, and I had the day off, so if that was the case, I would have started at two a.m. But since we decided not to, I slept in, I worked out, went on a little walk, and then I proceeded to spend the rest of my day watching Stranger Things. But uh, I, now I have, but now I'm going camping July 1st, so it must be done from 2 to 6 a.m. Let me ask you a question, Corey, and before we get into it and give these people some time to, if they didn't hear me, spoilers coming, uh, to get off on the off-ramp, obviously. Sometimes you got to slow down, maybe you miss your exit, you hear the next one coming up, we'll give you two exits to get off of this thing. But uh, when you're going into those kind of watch sessions, and you know you're going to be up late in the evening you do anything you're able just to wake up like that and you're on it no coffee no caffeine what do you do no caffeine so basically what i do is i just you know hey i'll say you just a couple hours i have no problem getting up early i just know that later i'll need what i like to call a little nappy nap (laughs) the crash comes (laughs) right a little crash nap but so you felt okay watching that first part and falling asleep afterwards Oh, yeah. But I didn't get up early for part one. Oh, you didn't? I thought you no, did. I only did. No, because I didn't. He was planning were, to, though. He told us that he was. To, but um, then, my, then uh, Sierra and I decided we're not, we weren't going to go camping Friday. We were going to leave Saturday. Did you so just I say that? Day <laughs> I think you just said that. <laughs> okay. So, or maybe you said that before the podcast. I was like, hey, you think I've heard of this before? Uh, okay. Right. Well, and then you don't need, like, the nappy nap is all you need. You know what? I just yeah. found out to, uh, the other day that the uh, the current way we do things. You know what I'm going to do? Actually, guys, I'm going to put you right over here so I can stare directly at you. Doesn't look like I'm looking onto the abyss. Um, but uh, uh, what I was going to say is is that it. Uh, uh, I learned the other day that us sleeping just eight hours is kind of bullshit because what you're supposed to do and what's healthy for humans is to get that eight hours. And then usually around one and two, people used to take another nap, another uh, little nappy nap, as as Corey just called it. Wake up three, four o'clock and be rejuvenated. And that's why everybody feels a little tired after lunch because that's your body's not able to do it. I mean, some people, I mean, can probably take it. They don't need that much sleep, uh, but I think they're fooling themselves. And, uh, and, uh, and speaking of sleep, uh, that's what this conversation is leading people to. So let's go ahead and get on to Stranger Things Volume 4. Spoilers up ahead. Spoilers right now. And uh, what we're going to do here first is I'm going to start off with something uh, fun here. Let me just say uh, Alex just finished it within the last week. Corey, obviously, three times in a row. Um, Two and a half, maybe. I don't know if he finished it. Uh, No, you didn't finish Um, it yet. So I'm doing the third time through. (laughs) I do cardio at the gym, and I'm currently on the fourth episode. So 2.5. All right. Nice humble brag about working out. And then uh, Garrett over here uh, has seen it one time. I think me and you, Garrett, watched it the week it came out. Not crazy like this fucking guy, but... Yeah, right. Because I guess watching it in one week's time, watching seven hours of television is just too slow. We're not meant hey, for that I game anymore. Live by the motto, That's a young man's life. game, you know? At, at Corey over here is still young. He's younger than you, so... Um, Six minutes. But let me ask you this question. Let me just throw this out there and see. Of what you watched, what do you think was the most memorable thing for you in that first half, that first volume of season four? Corey, I'm going to start with That's you. That's so hard. So, I mean, obviously the easy one would – are we spoiler territory? Yeah, I, I give the two off-ramps. If they're not gone yet, uh, hey, spoilers are going off the rest. So, you know, the easy one would be running up that hill 
like that whole scene with Max and the Van, because that was a great, amazing scene. But I also, I think, you know, biggest takeaway is I want to know more, and I hope we get this more addressed in volume two, is learning about the upside down. Why is the gates, why is the uh, upside down stuck on November 19th? November 3rd, 1983, when Will disappeared. Why is it stuck there? And that is super interesting with the Max stuff coming a close second with running up that hill. So, learning about the upside down. Uh, Alex, what do you think? I don't know. Let me get the, actually let me get the temp here because I feel like Corey obviously loved it. If you're watching it almost three times, you fantastic, you love it. Uh, Garrett and me both have spoken already on the show that we think it's great. But Alex, we never got a temp from you. What do you think of season four, volume one? I think volume four has been or season four has been the scariest, um, and I really enjoyed that. But almost when we when you finally get uh, Vecna to make more appearances, it then kind of takes away from that scariness of who he is because now they've seen him. Now they've faced him. Now there's more than just these other kids getting killed. Um, I liked it, but I also struggle with this show as a whole where you've got Eleven is always the center of attention, but this whole se- this whole season, uh, she's held back and I get she's lost her powers. I did not need all the episodes that we had of her going back to the lab and learning all this stuff. I don't. I frankly didn't care. Yes, it was fun to see her fight one the first time. <laughs> that you you did not care to see that whole thing play out. No, because the first time you see Vecna show up or the one, I go, he's a bad guy. And then they show you, oh, he's doing nice things for. Her. Once you pulled that damn thing out of his neck, I thought, oh shit! Well, here's the. I, bag I will right say, now. I will say, I agree that I think it's telegraphed early on, and you kind of know because like they have the same facial structure. Like I noticed, like within like the third time seeing that guy, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's just Vecna. Yeah, and, but do you know? But, but the See, I thought I thought that everybody knew, like everybody knew when that guy got casted. Oh, he's gonna be someone important, and. That's what I thought too. I was like, they're not gonna be showing this Everyone. guy for never to show up again. Like he actually means something to the show. But what yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying is, I don't think that it it it. I think that past stuff is strong enough that it doesn't rely on that that twist for you to be like, oh, like at the end, it's obviously so. Like like when they zoom into that one and be like, oh, he's one. It wasn't like I was like, holy fucking my. I was like fucking running around the house, being like, I can't believe it. It was more just like, yeah, no, I like awesome. Yeah, so you pulled but, it off. Like there was an added part to that because like yeah, everybody knew he was Vecna. But nobody knew he was Henry Creel. And I thought that was the good twist. That because was a really, good, like, a really oh, good twist. Oh, he's the little boy. Because you thought the little boy died or whatever. The way oh, yes. I forgot about that part, too. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, oh, shit. That's how this connects back to the Creel stuff. And that's why it was so long ago and it hasn't happened since then because of that. Yeah, I'll agree. That twist, that that it, that was a twist that I did not see coming. But the other thing, yeah, you knew. I agree, Corey. Yeah. That's what you get from watching almost three times. You catch the little stuff there. <laughs> I know. I uh, just saw the fourth episode where they go to the house for the first time where you see the flashback. And you see the little girl goes like, this place is amazing. And then you go back to the husband and wife and then the boys right over to the left. And you just got, you know, he's twitching out over there. And I'm like, oh, sneaky, sneaky. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would say uh, it's tough because, like, I really obviously, I, I'm like Alex. I love the Eleven storyline. I think she's kind of like the most fascinating uh, part of this show. Um, but obviously, I did like the amount of time we were in the Upside Down. But I got to give it to Vecna. I mean that that storyline. It was basically three divergent stories all telling his story and connecting him through the whole series. So you got his connection to Eleven. Okay, great. His connection to the Upside Down and to Will and to like the beginning of all these events. Um, and like, I even knew like, you know, the first episode, it does all the cast and it's like, and Jamie Campbell Bauer. And I'm like, Jamie Campbell Bauer is a pretty popular actor to just be Joe Schmo orderly number three. So, like, I was starting to figure out, obviously, like, the rest of the world that he was Vecna pretty early on. And I thought they did a great job of making him look unlike himself as the orderly in Hawkins' lab. Like, he looked like Jamie Campbell Bauer, but, like, he's got a pretty distinct face. And I think they did a really good job making him just look like a normal Joe Schmo. Um, But, boy, oh, boy, was I just blown out of the water with the Henry Creel reaction and Eleven fucking pushing him through our universe to another universe. Like, she's just like, boom, Doctor Strange style, kicks his ass out of our universe. I thought that was pretty badass. Uh, so that, that was probably my favorite part, was, like, just everything clicking together, and then Eleven just, like, being this crazy, just, fuck you. I will say, in that part, one thing that I thought was a little cheesy is when he's going to hit the lightning. That's a little cheesy. <laughs> but beyond yeah. that, that was fine. It was. And don't lie, none of you lie. We all cheered when Eleven took that fucking roller skate blade or whatever, and it wasn't a blade. Right hit. It was just okay, a roller it was skate. skate. Sorry, I'm as high as because they were talking about what the wheels were made of. Forever, <laughs> silicone, but, rubber, yeah, roller blade. And when he she hits Angela right in the face, mm-hmm. I cheered. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" It felt I good. I was shocked. Uh, I don't know. You never see the hero just come up and bash someone's face in with a skate. Uh, it was phenomenal. So, Alex, the only, the yeah. only thing is, this is a this is a series long thing, not a season uh, four specific. Right. Yeah. I they must be paying Bobby Miller or is it Bobby? Millie Bobby Brown. Yes, they must pay that girl so much money to cry all season long, uh-huh. all series. She's long. had a hard life, man. When's the she last time you seen her eat a waffle? She didn't even eat a waffle this season. She tr- they gave her to one. She's like. Huh, That's because that Mike hurt her feelings. Mike's a piece of shit. <laughs> so you know, um, he just doesn't love her. Okay, he just likes her. So there was this TikTok trend. Can I call out the bullies from this volume? Because you know why they pick on Eleven? Because her father died in a fire. They're like, Haha, your father died saving people. What a fucking loser! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even in the paper. That's a local paper, bro. <laughs> When she's giving her presentation, it's like, you think your dad's a hero? That's not the assignment, you dumb bitch. And the teacher has the audacity to be like, well, that wasn't what the assignment's about, but I guess it's okay. <laughs> All right, well, fuck you too, Miss Whippy. We, we don't want her to kill herself, you know, so let her tell her story. You know? <laughs> so, Alex, have you, if, so you didn't enjoy the past stuff. What was something you did enjoy about? What's the most memorable thing that you can remember right now? Honestly, the thing I take away from this, literally the kids' bones breaking. When uh, Chrissy died, like the first person to die in the season, when Chrissy gets held up to the ceiling and all of a sudden bones start snapping, her mouth goes ajar, 
and her eyes sunk in. Uh, scary as shit I have seen. Yeah, that's it's pretty gross. Like they, I felt like the violence and the horror in the first three seasons was pretty visceral, but like, yeah, they really upped it this season. And like, like when you see that in that first episode, I was like, whoa, Stranger Things just went full adult. Like before, like it it was teetering on adult, but like it's like full on. Mm -hmm. All right, where we passed the we passed the line. Like now this shit's coming all the time. Well, I think it was good they gave that warning because that was fresh off everything that went down in Texas, which yeah. was really sad. And then you see that and you're like, whoa. You know, I could see how some people could have been Especially like, wow, the way that it's lot. it's framed in that first scene where yeah. they're locked in the room, they don't know what's going on, they just have people screaming and stuff. Yeah. I think I think even if we hadn't just had that shooting <clears throat> to know that I mean, these are kids who died in this this show. For no apparent reason. I mean, I even, I think part of that being a dad, I watched it and I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're showing this. Uh, so regardless, I'm glad they would have put the disclaimer. Uh, yeah. To, you know, keep right. your head about yourself, but. Yeah. Uh, the show, the, I, the, honestly, the second kid, uh, Frank, Fred, Fred, Freddy. Yeah, Fred Freddy. Benson. Yep. Uh, his was scary because when he's talking to that cop, and I mean, all the scary stuff is what I love so much about this show. Um, is they get to the parking lot and the cop is talking to him and he gets zoned out and is seeing the face come apart and it's, oh, it's disgusting. And then the same thing when he gets his face cracked and shattered and all that garbage. I just, oh my gosh, one, these kids never carry a gun. No one's ever got a knife. No one's ever getting <laughs> all these things. I'm sorry. If I did three series, three shows, three years of my life. Uh, with monsters wanting to kill me, you think you'd have something. A bat. Hey, the Ooh. ones that Ooh, died, though, had no experience with the Upside Down. So I, and I understand that, but... Steve has a bat with nails. The, the, the super slingshot. Together, they never go prepared. Hey, let me get my flashlight. Guess what? The batteries might go out. <laughs> yeah, it's only 80 lumens. <laughs> I like how I asked you I asked Alex what his most memorable uh, <laughs> yeah there's five, <laughs> memorable part of season 4 was and now he's telling us what he did like <laughs> oh the, the bones crushing well, I, you know me I'm not going to tell you what I liked because there's very little I actually enjoyed I watched the show because I know the people are going to talk I'm about sh- I am shocked because it's got 80's music which you love 80's music it's got like I, I think it's got a rental store. Like that whole scene was amazing. Hey, didn't take no, it back. I am not that old, <laughs> Alex. You were like twenty when the video stores left. <laughs> to be fair, he probably you were Alex, and you were like because we still had one. You worked at one. What the fuck he's talking about? Garrett worked at one. Yeah, I know. I know. I worked at one too. Hey, mine were flat. They weren't an inch thick. Okay, so. I still have video games from the, uh, from the old rental store. So, yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm not that old, though. Gosh. Uh, I do, oh, so, I do want to mention, I, do, I mean, when you guys talk about how brutal and, like, especially that first episode, I feel like is like that, especially with Chrissy and her, actually, her Vecna kind of nightmare, I feel like is also uh, very frightening about her mother being abusive to her. Um, and and then the way that she dies, just because it's the first time we see that happen, <clears throat> and you don't know exactly what's going on with her. Um, but that whole scene about you know her going to Eddie's place and her dying and Eddie taking off, and then thinking that Eddie is the one who killed her, and kind of blaming Eddie 
for that is uh and yeah people probably know this already but just in case anybody doesn't um which i'm i'm sure uh uh maybe some of you guys don't know but uh it's based on the story of the west memphis three and how in uh three men were convicted in 1994 of 1998 murders in 1993 and basically the same thing happened where they were like convicted and like hey these guys killed these people but now that new forensic evidence was presented in 2007 uh, they can prove like they were not even there and there's actually uh, DNA from people who aren't the defendants or the victims so obviously somebody else was there but the reason why it, it fits so much into what's going on here is something that was called satanic panic in, in the 80s and actually we just from a, from a comic we just read that Texas Blood they had a whole issue or a whole arc about uh, satanic uh, panic uh, but in that one actually there was a satanic cult but, uh, but that people were so worried that there was tenant cults out there doing shit like this, that they would blame everything. Dungeons and Dragons, obviously, in the show, that's what they blame it on. But, like, in this, too, they were like, hey, these these three are, are uh, Satanists, and they're the ones who uh, did this. And so, like, they kind of took inspiration for that, and that's where they got Eddie, was like, oh, he's into the satanic stuff, and so that's the reason why, like, he's killing now because of this, and how they kind of go from a town that's investigating these on a very logical level, and they kind of devolve into the town riding and saying, yes, we're going to get rid of these uh, Satanists and get them out of here is kind of based on that, how everybody went crazy. And that's the reason why with all this kind of group mentality that these three <clears throat> were convicted and kind of sent away based on, based on nothing, basically uh, they all had alibis and weren't really uh, like anybody who looked at the evidence could tell that it wasn't them, but based on just being like, Oh yeah, they're satanic people. Same thing with Eddie. Like uh, they can obviously tell, like, <laughs> like look at the, he, he doesn't even, he didn't even touch her. Like you could just like look at her and be like, and take, uh, you know, uh, fingerprints and be like, Hey, she didn't get touched by anybody. You can tell, uh, very easily. And Alex, I think, uh, you would know this too. Like that there's obviously when somebody were to break your arm, there's more than just a clean break. There would be signs of like, there's no bruising on her bruising. Arms. What happened to her eyes? Did her eyes get sucked out? Yeah. Where are the eyes? <laughs> Shit like that. But it, just because it's like, you want to believe so much that you have this, answer to this and you want to put your fears on something like that and that's the reason why with this story I feel like uh, in that series I feel like it's really well done that that's what the town is focusing on because it always seems like every season you're kind of like nobody else is noticing this shit right and then they kind of talk about the beginning season how they had the fire and they really don't know what was going on even though it was happening at the mall Uh, and that guy's pretty big in the sky you know Um, (laughs) what was going on but in this season it's it kind of makes sense that like Vecna, the main villain of the series, isn't really visible to everybody. And if you don't like know what's going on, you actually can't see him. And then the whole town is already kind of uh, occupied with finding these finding Eddie because they already think it's him. They're not. There's no other uh, sign in the in or uh, any other person in their mind that they could be doing this. And so they're all preoccupied with that. That's how all these people are like how Vecna's able to get his victims is that nobody's really paying attention and trying to help people on this. And so, uh, on that whole side of thing, I think they've done that better than they have any other season. Cause like I said before, you always like, where the hell is everybody? Um, and I actually do like that story a lot because even though you do get, do get some stereotypes like, um, uh, Corey, what's, uh, uh, Chrissy's, uh, boyfriend's name. Uh, Jay, was it Jason? Jason. 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 Yeah. Jason. Uh, Jason over there. Um, 
Jason over there. Or whatever the super Christian. Yes. But how he's like, how he's able to, you know, just with words rally the crowd around his obvious, it's like his girlfriend is one that got killed. He doesn't like Eddie already. Like I said, he's putting blame on him just because it's like, of course it's him. Once he hears his name, there's no other person he's thinking about. Of course it's him. He's a freak. And the way that he's able to rally the town and kind of make that group mentality and have them go after him. Like when he does that speech at the town hall and that guy gets up and he's leaving, um, it was 50, 50 in my mind to be like, is this guy being like, fuck this? Or is he going to be like, and then he goes, what are you guys doing? You heard him. Let's go get these guys. And it's just like, everybody was ready. Like there was no yeah. different. The, the only people who had second thoughts about it were their parents of the kids who they were going to go after. And yeah. even then, they were like, hey, you got to turn this Eddie in when they got them all together. Like, hey, you got to help them out. Like, even then, they were still like, you guys are involved with this. It's Eddie that's doing this. Um, it was of, kind a of a... Of, it, well, I was going to say, it was it was kind of nice, though, that those parents have more to do than the dad, you know, folding down the newspaper and being like, just don't be out too late. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it Dude, was kind of nice to have them be more involved. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wheeler <laughs> sitting around the kitchen table at breakfast when Dustin's like, Taking the food is like, go ahead, take us for all their, take us for all we're worth, and doesn't goes okay. But you were talking about. Oh, go ahead, Corey. No, I just said I love when Dustin and Mister Wheeler interact. Mm-hmm. But going back to what you were saying, Marv, I think my personal opinion, my MVP of this season, Eddie, like fun, refreshing new character that's like super energetic and like. He's just so much fun to like watch, and like <clears throat> the Dungeons and Dragons scene was awesome. It was like so much fun to watch. Yeah, I actually, uh, dude, I bought, lo- a, I bought my Hellfire Club shirt today. I love the line where like Dustin's like asking him if they want to go like find the Upside Down Gate or whatever, and where Eddie's like, "So you're asking me go into Moria, Mordor." Oh, sorry, you're asking me to go into Mordor. But the Shire is burning, and then he starts to look around. <laughs> he's like, let's go to Mordor. That was, uh, was so like, good. That, if I didn't already love Eddie, then that solidified it right there. <laughs> that was so good. We're letting this, yeah, that Dungeons and Dragons go around killing amazing. I will say. Which a lot, when are we getting into Theory Zone? Uh, hey, no, a little bit here. I will say. Okay. Um, We're letting this Finest Emerald. Sorry, hold on a second. I don't know why he's playing this clip now because I was going to play a, a clip from the season four episode uh, uh, five uh, when Jason's trying to convince his friends first, his friends to go after him. He's like, they, the cops think that she's a drug dealer. She's not a drug dealer. And that's what I'm kind of talking about. It's like, I think what this show does so well is that it takes these kind of high school experiences and obviously it puts them on a level that's like science fiction batshit crazy but you're still dealing with people who are stereotyping other people and who are obviously looking to like oh no like chrissy was like the popular one there's no way she was into drugs even though yeah she was trying to get drugs at the time and how they all victimize these other people just for thinking differently and when we go back to the 11 thing in, in the roller uh escape uh that we were talking about like even that the bullying that went on with that is just like uh kind of the precursor to almost this kind of direct uh, bullying by them is just being like, yeah, it's right when they hear it, it's just like Eddie. And then, and then they quickly, or Jason at least quickly 
goes from zero to 100 and just right away labels him a, a psycho. So we're letting this this psycho go around killing people. Um, the Nina Project, which I was going to talk about. So when we talk about the the past of the Nina Project, basically is like so the government knows something's going on and we need to do something about this. Obviously, the uh, scientist, uh, Mister. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Riser, Paul Riser. What's his name in the show, though? Uh, Dr. Brenner. Brenner is like, he knows what's going on. He he knows that there's a force. Oh, wait, no, 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 sorry. Oh, sorry. What's the other um, guy's name? Owens. Dr. Owens. Owens. Sam Owens. Shit, Brenner is, uh, well, Papa. Is Papa. Yeah, who's Nina? Who's Nina? Um, and so they have Project Nina, which is Brenner and Owens. Uh, Owens brings Eleven to Brenner, who, until the end of last... Remind me about this. We found he was still alive at the end of last season, right? No, we didn't. This is the first time since season two. Really? I thought there was something that we saw at the end of last season. Okay. So he's still alive. So FYI for that. And uh, how they have this project, basically, to put her through the experience that she felt power strong enough that originally got rid of uh, one that if she went through that again, maybe she could reactivate her powers and probably even stronger than before they said. Uh, and the way that they're going to do that is that he's recorded uh, videotapes of everything that ever happened uh, in his experiments and they're going to play him and put her in a, a no sensory kind of uh, tank. Sensory tank. Sensory tank. And she was going to relive those situations. And so um by that we get that kind of backstory that's see, i would say one thing here uh alex i did think that was cool that they instead of just giving us straight flashbacks there's a reason why we're seeing these because she's seeing them uh and she's kind of reliving them so which, which is cool and i even getting to see her where she places herself as the 15 18 whatever age she is now is kind of cool but then when they kept having to flashback to show you that oh by the way she's like four and yeah, that's for the dummies. Show that she was so strong. Listen, that's for the dummies that don't realize it's a flashback. They gotta let you know. But at that point, I'm also I didn't need. And you're right. I guess for those people who didn't realize we were still in the flashback, you had to be reminded she's four. But I didn't want to be reminded of that. I either wanted to see the four year old kick the shit out of everybody all the time, or I wanted to see the eighteen year old her be her. But it was, I mean, you're right. If you're going to do a flashback, at least do it this way. Yeah, well, it's not a flashback. Cool. It is a reliving of sorts. Uh, and it's done in such a cool way that we get to, yeah, like you said, Mark, we get to relive those moments that we've never seen. Because we've seen Eleven after she escaped the lab. And I guess a little bit right before. But we haven't seen, like, that <laughs> far back uh, into the past. I had a, uh, a a question for you guys because I couldn't figure out why Hopper would choose to do uh, what he did <clears throat> when he gets the the lighter from the Russian guy and he has kept the vodka from their last meal. He then douses cloth and then wraps around the spear, which I understood made essentially a torch that he never uses outside of scaring uh, the Demogorgon. I didn't understand why he didn't just make a Molotov and splash the Demogorgon, or Demogorgon and then light him on fire. Because that was a well, one shot. That's a one that, shot. Yeah. Because yeah. the odds of that but working, I mean, it was better to make his, his flaming stick. knife stick. 
You could have you could have doused the spear and then lit the spear on fire, but instead of just oh, fuck it, throw the rest of the booze away, chuck it at it, kind of get some splash, and then light it on fire as well. Listen, they're in a do or die situation in Russia. In a in a, and he just saw that. Uh, oh no, she he see that yet? But Hoppers uh, killed so many things. He was he was thrown off because it wouldn't light at first. You know, he should have got the old trusty bick. But now he had this old Zippo, so he didn't know what to do. What did you guys think of the Hopper storyline? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was... Oh. Oh, you didn't like I it? Thought, I mean, I, I did not like it, but it was just like... I, th- I thought the Joyce... Not really what I was in. The Joyce one was more like, eh, because it's just like, you have Joyce and... and uh, what's the other guy's name? Murray. 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 And it's like, it's okay, but also because the, the rest of the series is so serious with what's going on and then the Hopper thing, what's going on. It's just that that's supposed to be the comedic relief. And I guess also uh, Argyle is supposed to be comedic relief. But yeah. I feel like Argyle is the comedic relief, and but it doesn't feel like uh, Looney Tunes. Murray and Joyce yeah. feels like Looney Tunes be like, oh, they're like all triple, you know, stuff. And like, oh, mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't the know. The Kung Fu scene was good, but like, no, I just mean like, so the Hopper storyline, like, I don't know. I just wasn't really there for me. And I thought like there'd be more of him. I thought it was going to be like gladiatorial style where it's like constant fighting of the Demogorgon and then he knows it's up for him instead of like, oh, we're going to do. Yeah. And it just seemed too easy for Joyce and Murray. Like, I get it was the 80s, but like, yeah, right. It was that easy to get to Russia. I I know this is a fiction. I I know this is a fantasy show, but yeah, right. It was that easy to get to Russia and get hot. Yeah, right. And to get in there. There's no way that Murray passes as Yuri because Yuri, I'm sure, has come to talk to other Russians outside of, and I guess he talks about, oh, I grew my beard. Well, you still look at, you are definitely an American dude. The only thing of that storyline I didn't really believe was Hopper surviving just by jumping off. Dude, the yeah, I will say that. Yeah, that's kind of It's like when last season at the end, all those, there was a couple people standing there in their radiation suits and they get. Vaporized. Polarized to atoms. Yeah. And then Hopper just jumps in front of the explosion. See, He got blocked my, by the, the lead container, man. It, my theory it. all along, I don't know why they didn't do this, have him jump into the upside down. It was right in front of him. The only way for him to survive was to jump into the upside down, and that's why we couldn't find him. He's stuck in the upside down. And that the American would have been Papa. And it would have been a cooler thing. So, because then they would have had to get Papa to get Eleven's powers back. But it's still really good. And it is kind of weird. It's having that crack. I don't know why they didn't like. like, I think they even make a whole lot of sense. I think they even played up to that when he looked at the crack and then you you saw it like close up in front of him, and you were like, okay, so that's to say to people who had that theory to be like, okay, it got sealed up, so that's why he didn't do that. And then he yeah, just decided done kind of like a Robin Williams Jumanji type thing <laughs> going on there. And then when they reopen it, he comes back out. And he's got like the long beard and everything. It's like he seven just, years. He just, I've been in the upside down. He decided instead to pull a Bruce Willis and a good day to die hard and fall down and knock an inch whatsoever. So I was just actually going to say that's how he survived is he die hard with it. He just jumped. I and, they, uh, yeah, I think they had a little fat suit on him, too. He had really chubby cheeks. Well, you know, he was a cell boy. You know, he, he pulled up for that role. Um, which I kept thinking about during this season because he was in Russia and because 
Uh, it was such like uh, he was in a, a space where he had to fight for himself. I kept thinking, be like, okay, but this guy was Hellboy. I kept thinking, this guy would make a good like superhero. And I was like, wait, he already was. He was in uh, Black Widow. And then I was like, maybe somebody like Hellboy. Hellboy. I was like, oh wait, he was Hellboy. Like literally, I, I had that thought. Have, I was you, guys, like, have you guys seen Hellboy yet? I haven't seen that Hellboy mm-hmm. now. Okay, I want to so badly to find. I know it's probably not good, but I want to so badly to see this movie because I heard no it was okay. one else about it. Ever. I know I saw it, it streaming on something like for free, so we could be we could watch it. Um, but I forgot what I saw it on. Anyways, I, th- but I will say so that storyline and we have that storyline. We have uh, the storyline going on in California where they escape and obviously get away. So we haven't had the uh, joining. They haven't joined together, right? Right? Have they yet? No. Okay. No team up yet. Mm-mm. No team up yet. So, uh, well, let's get into a little bit of, because we kind of, I mean, we're not going to be able to touch on everything that happened because there's just so much. I, I would say, let me say this before we get into like theories and what we think uh, happened in this season that really wasn't like explained and maybe explained in volume two. And then also theories about like what we expect from volume two. Um, but let me first say that I feel like, uh, and I said this on the uh, Wednesday Comics regular podcast, that this season cinematography wise writing wise i think it's all tighter and it feels like like in the first season i feel like you give them that first season because it was it's something brand new something different and a lot of people are like well i've never seen anything like this before but it, in season two and three just on like a a filmmaking uh stance there was something really that stood out from those seasons actually three has some good stuff in it too but season four so much per episode where i was like this is fantastic like there's so many scenes that are fantastically shot and set up. There's so many moments in season four that just feel very cinematic, feel very big. And and the writing, I feel like, is the tightest it's ever been. And I, I, we said this at Corey on the, first, uh, on the Wednesday Comics podcast once when you had an entertainment hour, uh, that uh, every episode's a movie. And it really does feel like a movie. Every episode feels mm-hmm. like you get enough. And there's that's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's so much in this season uh four volume one that we probably can't touch on everything uh that's going on but i would say that of out of all of them it's the one that really feels epic on a, a bigger scale and it really does feel like you know empire strikes back uh you know um uh, what's the word i'm thinking about like it really does feel like penultimate shit's gonna go down and it's gonna kind of leave us being like oh shit i gotta wait for series uh five to come out to figure out what happens now and like it's gonna leave it's not gonna leave us happy i'll tell you that much right now um yes i think the stakes i think everyone was lucky in the main cast to make it uh, to the cliffhanger of volume one so someone is definitely not making out the other side infinity war to end game season four is our infinity war season five is gonna be the end game oh i see so the end of season four you think people are going to die, and then season five will be all. So, are we in theory mode? <laughs> uh oh. So I we better just put the mic on Corey and just shut up for two hours. I, I will. I will say, and uh, let me throw this out there here at first. Um, that going back to talking about one and that whole story, and how Eleven's the one who put him in the upside down. Lightning aside. <laughs> The reason why he looks the way he did, and they talk about it, I think, in uh, season one or two, 
about how the upside down changes you. So he's been there so long. That's why he looks like that, really. So I thought that lightning was really necessary. But that's the reason why. But I think, and here's here's what I'm going to throw out there and see if you guys agree with me or not. Like, I feel like that is the, uh, that's where the upside down comes from, is her splitting that open and throwing him into it. I feel like it just was like an alternate dimension before, but the reason why it's so fucked up the way it is is because of him going over there and becoming that kind of monster. I wondered if she made it by shoving him through, I mean, legitimately through space and time. <clears throat> she just created a, a vacuum that had nothing. Almost. I mean, it, was just, it was nothing. She yeah, shoved this dude you through. Gotta, you guys got to realize through. that everything Dustin has said has turned out to be true from his, like, from the perspective of how he brings it up. So when he says the Upside Down's been around for millions of years, it probably has already existed. I know. That's what and I'm saying. What, I feel like it existed already, but him going into that is what turned it into the Demogorgons, the Mind Flayer, all that shit Like came from him. Well, are we into theories yet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was my theory. theory. I, saw that. I just want to make sure. Well, a lot of things, like a lot of people think, even though I think Dustin's right and Vecna is the five-star general to the Mind Flayer who's the big bad dictator, but it is kind of eerie how everything is spider related like if you look at the mind flayer he looks like a spider victor creel has a fascination with spiders so it could be a projection of his images kind of thing you know well here's what i think on to add to that theory i find it highly weird that your big bad comes before your five-star general so like having mind flayer like in season two season three like yes he's very ominous but does he really seem like the one that's in control? No, the talking dude that's been murdering people seems like the dude in charge. I would not also be spiderly guy. Going up, but I think I think Vecna's going to be Eleven's foil, and that the big bad mind flayer is yeah Eleven, but also everybody else. But what if it's, what if mind flayer is not even the big baddie? What if it's Diablo? He it's is. Some... I know. I know without a without a doubt in my mind when Dustin said Vecna's the five star general and the mind flayer's the dictator. Mind Flayer's the big bad, and I will die on that hill. Uh, but I agree with Garrett over here. I like, think there's got to be an even bigger baddie. I think... Like said, why would you have him show up two seasons in a row, get his ass kicked both times, to have... I think start. if your leader gets... Yeah, but not in the upside down. But I think if your leader gets killed by those guys, then when Vecna's coming for people, he's coming for them. But he doesn't even really know who they are. He's just going against random people. Like, he went for random people. He went for uh, Fred. He went for Chrissy. Like... You think he would have started with like Dustin and and Mike and mm-hmm. all of them if that's really where he's going? But the, at that point, he wasn't strong enough to go up against Eleven if she fought back. And I don't know if he knows that she doesn't have her powers. So well, you want to build your strength before you go pick a fight with them. Well, time is also distorted. I think in the Upside Down, as we've seen, it's stuck uh, for one thing. So maybe he was powerful all along, but like his perception of getting to us is different than how we would perceive. Like time well, moves faster never, on our world than it does in the Upside Down. She never fought. She fought the creature version that was kind of, you know, of the flayed. And then all she did in season two was close the gate on the Mind Flayer. She has not gone toe-to-toe with the Mind Flayer. So what was the creature in season three then? That was the flayed. Huh? So that was so that was like a version of the mind flare, but it was the flayed. You know, oh, all so the people like that a, went to goo. 
Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like it's not like the act. It is you know particles of the mind flare that stuff that was in Will from season two, but that went in to you know that's what took over Billy, all that stuff. It went into the rats, and when the rats were starting to eat oh, all the shit, Billy. That, oh, Billy. Billy. Hey, see, when I put in that, I put a poll on uh, who's Vecna's true identity. We all know it's one, but you guys, you guys look, you glossed over Bob. Season two's Bob. <laughs> Bob you guys. It's not Fuck Bob. you guys. He got digested. So, Sam, huh? I'll die on that hill. Bob scientist, is Vecna. <laughs> scientist Sam over here was saying, oh, it's like he's joking, but it was Barb. Bob is it's Barb. Yeah. Barb wants her revenge. That's why he yeah. sees the swimming pool at the end, because it's fucking Barb. That's what I want to see is Stranger Things Season 5, Barb's Revenge. <laughs> well, did you guys, so there is another theory also that in Season 1, Will was actually taken by Vecna and not by... Uh, no, I don't believe that theory. Uh, well, I've seen some evidence that it says otherwise. Um, you don't believe it, Corey? Well, so no, I feel like he could have been part of it, but people have been stitching part of Season 1 where in the road you see a creature there that is clearly the Demogorgon. I'll believe, no. I'll believe you that Vecna could be a part of it, but in season one, you do not see Vecna. You don't see Vecna, but Demogorgons don't have telekinesis, and that door unlocks without anybody touching it from the inside. Yes, yes so I believe that that could be, but we do not physically see Vecna. Anytime you see a creature, it's not Vecna, it's the Demogorgon. But I believe he still could have been part of it, absolutely. I want to call it that uh, Nancy Wheeler... Uh, she wants to use guns, but in 1983, she didn't have them. Why didn't she go to someone else's house and steal it? Because she doesn't know who else has guns. It's a, a, well, why don't they listen to Robin? They got the shields. They got to listen to Robin and go to the police station. Yeah, I was going to the I, 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 I think it was the first stop, though. Something we uh, glossed over, and I think we need to bring up here again, because Corey kind of touched on it a little bit, that they find out that Vecna, so basically Vecna is cursing people, and then with that cursing, he gets into their head and eventually takes them and puts them in his world and the upside down in like his little uh, house that he grew up in and kind of puts them in these pillars. And he's basically taking people. I feel like he took it more powerful and, and kind of take their essence in a way. Um, but they find out in episode six, five, maybe that you can get out of it. If you hear some music and get brought, brought back into reality, and that's a way to kind of escape Vecna's uh, trance, we'll say. And uh, one the part that uh, Corey was talking about, that they had uh, the Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill. It doesn't hurt. Play during that time, and that's how Max gets out, because that's her favorite song. And she's able to get out. Uh, and then they kind of show you that the reason why um, the uh, Vecna's... Uh, what's Vecna's real name? Corey? Uh, Henry Warren. Creel. Or Henry Creel. Oh, yeah. His father, Henry Creel, uh, is able to get out. No, that's Victor. Victor, excuse Victor me. Creel. Victor is able to get out of it because he hears... An angel. Here's an angel, baby. Star shining bright above you. Yeah. Night <laughs> but I think it's because, like, obviously, it was me on that radio. And so he hears that, yeah. and that's how he gets out of it. But where they think that's what he gets out of it. 
Yeah. Um, he actually gets out of it because of Henry uh, spazzing out, didn't have enough power. Which is kind of weird because they were like, that was their guess. And they were, they, but it was based on that. And it turns out that's not actually why Victor got out of it. But somehow it works. So, I don't right. know. Um, well, I think it brings, like, comfort. So, like, the people that Vecna attacks are, like, very down and, like, depressed and leaving themselves open or susceptible to, like, mind attacks. So, I so think, like, so music is, like, a good comforting tool to, like, you know, block out so distractions. So, backing off of Garrett, what connects these three victims, Max, uh, the cheerleader, and Fred? They all see the guidance counselor. I've seen that theory. I've seen well, that she's going to be. She. It seems like that. Mind she's like, taking, like she's the flayed. Yeah, because she's wearing a clock necklace that's in the shape of a key. When you look at the grandfather clock, there is a keyhole for said what's assumed to be said key. And so we're assuming that she's taken over and that she's just been coy about it kind of thing. What about the basketball star? Patrick. He's just a douchebag. <laughs> but, then, but then your theory doesn't work. Oh you no, what? she's saying the yeah, he's saying the one that got that. Uh, oh, got, Patrick. Oh, the one from the water. Yeah, so well, yeah. I know. Her, I know. Jason's a douchebag. I got yeah, that. Sorry. As far as we do know, we don't know if she was if he was seeing her. Yeah. Saying, I think she he, was. That was the case because I thought that too. Why thought, is she so pertinent in having all these people? Yeah. I thought they did um, bring up that he was seeing her. Yeah, like when so there, he was flipping into things, I think I saw Patrick, and it was about that his father was abusive. I think it's yeah. Hey, oh, that's right. I play Giles theme song, and I was under that trance. Do I become more bad? You're in a trance. Let me get you out of it. Now you can get one of these. Um, so I, one of the the uh, theories that I see going around here um, is. <laughs> from the first part there and Corey I want to get your take on this uh, thing here is you know the city is built kind of like the upside down is the opposite of it so it's, they kind of say it is cursed right um, is there anything you think that is kind of touching on uh, is it it Stephen King I forget what it is is that like Vecna like has this kind of even though he is cursing people stuff like this because he is infiltrating and getting like making more holes to kind of cross over, which you think he'd be doing that to kind of like, you know, get her over there and, and actually take over that place that people start like getting more angry and like start like and start acting that way and start acting like group mentality. And that's coming from Vecna's powers. Cause I believe in, I think it's, it, I think it is it, but I don't know. It's a Stephen King book, obviously that people yeah. start feeling that way. Mm hmm. I think that he is so, you know, because we've learned every time he kills somebody that a gate, it gives the power, you know, it's just like 11 in season one, causing enough power to create what would be like a mini gate. So that's like the water, the top of the trailer, all that stuff. Fred Benson was close to the gate, so that's why his didn't create a gate. But a majority of the time, it's going to create a gate. And so... What I really think is going to happen that Vecna is trying to get, create a, enough gate and entryways for the creatures of the Upside Down to infiltrate Hawkins. So I feel like that's how it's going to end. All the the Hawkins is going to enter, or the Upside Down world's going to enter Hawkins. Goddamn, like fucking Helm's Deep over here. Yep, it's like Jurassic World. It's going to be a post-apocalyptic <laughs> type thing going on. So, so and, uh, speaking on that piece and and. 
and kind of uh, venturing into what we expect from Volume 2, uh, I've seen that teaser trailer. I know, Corey, we talked about that last week, and you saw it. Garrett and Alex, have you seen that? I watched it. So I will say that there's some things in there. It's, it's really good about showing you stuff out of context. So you actually don't know. Like It's just like a scene quick, and you see something. So you kind of have to just put your mind and be like, oh, I wonder what that's going to be about. And one of the things that we do see is a scene in the Upside Down where everybody's like getting ready and they're in the Upside Down and it almost looks like a great battle like you're saying, Corey. Um, and it kind of shows Eddie with his guitar on top of a building playing it. And I said last in the last episode of, of this podcast that we would talk about it this week. And I was thinking, I was like, well, obviously if music is a big kind of anchor to reality, if Eddie's up there playing a song that is like a popular song that everybody can relate to, uh, that's probably what he's doing is keeping that gate open to be like, hey, that way you guys don't get sucked into this trance. That's a way to keep Fekna out of your heads is by me so, playing this song up there. Never ending story, baby. You guys mer- want to know mer- something about Eddie there playing the guitar? Do you want me to tell you? Because um, there was a TikToker who took a still photo of Eddie because he wanted to have like a lightning bolt from the upside down come to the guitar for like a cool effect. He noticed something in the photo. Do you want me to reveal this information? Is it, is it what I, I think that I seen too about another character being in that photo? Yeah. Who? 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 Dustin's to the left of him hiding behind a box. Why is he hiding behind a box? He's just standing there, but he's like yelling at Eddie too. He's like right next to Eddie on the roof of the camper. So he's right there next to Eddie. I definitely also, think he's I, in the upside down. Yeah. yeah they're, they're oh, like, that spin around. And I learned another thing that's another TikTok. I don't know who the TikTok person was, but Dustin is dressed up like Patrick Swayze and Red Dawn, who died. No, I do think I will say from from that scene, and I do agree with that. It's going to be a reverse fake out. But in that scene, I think that I don't think Eddie like that's part of the plan that he's going to do. I think Eddie decides to do that on his own. To be like, yeah. I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do, and maybe it's in yeah. a way that when he starts doing it, they realize that it's not having as much of an effect as they thought it would. And I think Eddie's gonna die in that scene because oh, well, he's gonna uh, sacrifice himself. Man. Eddie's but gonna die. He absolutely. The, the, if you know what, surviving anything about a, any kind of arc for this character, any kind of archetype, they, he's he's playing the character that at the beginning he's like, I'm a wimp. I'm a. I, I don't like get involved in that. If I see something happen like that, I run. And he's like, he tells uh, Steve, he's even like, hey, these girls like came at you right away. Like if I, if they didn't jump in there and I wouldn't feel left out, like I feel like I was going to be a chicken, I wouldn't have even come, I would have went the other way. And like the only way to redeem his character can be like he actually did good is to have him sacrifice but, and yeah, run I mean, into the fire. That, definitely everything Marvin said, but he survived like what? You're going to convince the police of the upside down? No, he it, it looks like he murdered that girl and he would never be able to be proven innocent for that. Uh, well, to be fair, the evidence would suggest differently. So, Or, or there's the uh, government that would just come in and be like... The government's still searching for Eleven now and torturing other people to get information to find out where she's at. That's one thing. Not only will they be fighting the underworld or the Upside Down... They're still going to be fighting the army who's going to be coming up here right up their ass. But now, yeah. That well, now scene at uh, Joyce's house was insane. 
That was so good. Yeah. That well, that cop, the, the chubby cop with the handgun, they've got like assault rifles, and here he is with a handgun, just pow, 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 pow. Must that have was, been trained by Bob. And that's one of the scenes I'm telling you about that that's just like, this is amazing. Like, there's nothing yeah. like this in the first three seasons, even though, like, I feel like, uh, in terms of plot wise, season one, I think that's what brought a lot of people into that. When you get to this yeah. season, like, here's my theory. I mean, here's not my theory, but here's my thoughts on this. During the first three seasons, like I, I did enjoy the show. Two, I thought it was the, the my least favorite, but I did like one and three. But I never for once thought like I go after this is over. What the fuck are the Duffer Brothers going to do? Like I think this was in my head. I was like, this is the only thing they're ever going to do. This thing, and they're going to be known for it. They're going to hang their hats on this. But after this season and what they've done in this season, uh, and and scenes like that and other scenes that I've seen, I'm like, these are the next guys that are probably going to do a Marvel movie. That's what these guys are going to do. Like, yeah, for it, sure. Or even if they do their own thing, it's just like now I'm like, I want to see what they do next because of this season. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, another theory at the beginning. So speaking of the Dungeons and Dragons, um, I don't know if Marvin, you can bring it up, but to what dice numbers Dustin and Erica rolls is I believe that. Because with the D20, I can't remember what Dustin rolls. One of them rolls an eleven. And oh, it's either good or bad, and I can't. Remember she rolls a twenty, it. and he she rolls. A, like I he, he did a nineteen. I thought she did a nineteen. Maybe nineteen. I thought she critted on that, and credit would be a twenty. And I thought he it's rolled a, a one. Twenty dice. Yeah, he rolled a one. I think, which is an automatic failure, and I think she rolled a twenty. From my remembrance, but you've watched the gems. I don't know. I know I can't remember the numbers on the dice, but whatever the number was, it's like when Erica wins kind of thing, you know. Hmm. I don't think that's a good theory. Thought, thought the, the <laughs> well, one of them is an 11, so you would think, Garrett, that it's uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. foreshadowing what? Well, it's always going gonna... to... So if Dustin rolled an 11, which wasn't enough, that 11 is going to lose at the end of this season. Oh, that I for sure think is going to happen. Like, yeah. based off that trailer and her being, well, Alex, it's, she's at the front door of the Creel house and she's and she's mm-hmm. doing this. She's like, ah! Uh, I feel like she's going to get her ass beat. But now we got to talk because guess what has come out from the Duffer Brothers? They said that the fifth season is probably going to be a time jump to catch up with the actors' ages. Yeah, it's going to take know. place in the fu- like in their future. Not obviously not in the future, but probably like a '90s kind of thing. So. And here's my hot take. I think you don't need to yell. Just, just okay. I, I can, I, we no, can, no, no, we no. Can hear you he okay, needs to. Garrett. I like the energy. This is the energy I want in the show. This is why I call the the human either. Hollywood over here. This is why I call entertainment. But I'm King. going. I'm going physically deaf in the ear. Oh, are you? Listen, listen. <laughs> Hey, Corey, go ahead. All right. So I have one of two things that are going to happen now. I've heard this one more prevalent, but I think this would be even more of a shock. Um, Will, as soon as he gets back in the neighboring territory of Hawkins, he's going to be doing this thing. And Beckton's going to be like, oh, fuck all you little bitches. I'm going back for Will because Will has been put through the ringer. But you know how Beckton has been telling these people, I want you to join me. And none of them have joined him. I have a feeling Will is going to join up with Vecna. Yeah. He's going to become yeah. evil. You think so? Because of the way Mike's well, been treating what, him? What would, his be, what would be his reason to stay? 
the man he loves, Mike. Yes, he's in love with him. him. His childhood was robbed from him. Everybody treats him like a freak. Are, are we in agreement that the painting that Will has made is Mike? Yes. Um, I think it's the four of them so. when they're younger. Oh, you don't oh, think it's Mike shirtless no, just... and like he's been thinking about him? That's what I Yeah, think. like he's just remembering the good times. Like the happiest we ever saw that child was the 15 seconds when they were playing Dungeons and Dragons in season one before he got abducted from the yeah, they, To be His fair, it, you guys talked about how much that uh, Eleven is, Alex said how much that Eleven's cried. It, it, Will has taken a shit this whole four seasons. <laughs> He's yeah. not had a good time. Uh, he ruined his own fort. He ruined now, his own do, fort, Do you man. guys realize that when Eleven hits Angela with the skate, that day is March 22nd, which is also Will's birthday, and even the writers forgot it was Will's yeah. birthday. So, yeah, and it, it's not so it's like yeah, it's not even like that's a small thing. Like they mention it in earlier season. She's like, "I would never forget this date. It's your birthday," and then they right. forget the date. <laughs> yeah, like fuck this kid. Like so, even if you needed like somehow write that in uh, into the future, they're gonna have to make it that everybody forgot. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so yeah, my theory is either that, or I think. Um, like that he's still been flayed like you know when season two stuff went on and stuff that there's still some of that it's just like uh what will said in season three it's like he lays dormant until he's activated so he's just been laying dormant he's been there but let me let me ask let you this will what what does will bring to the vecna table that vecna would want him so much uh, um, a loyalty this? he could like betray everybody else in Hawkins. Well, let's say he, he has almost no loyalty to his friends because his friends aren't loyal to him. He's Guys, vulnerable. What's, what's Will's nickname? Will. Uh, what Will did he dress Will? up as? A in wizard? Season, Will the Wise. Wizard, magic, powers. I think Will has powers. <laughs> Where did that come from? This guy who was trapped in the Upside Down for so long, didn't, he has powers, he's just never used them? So no, I'm saying. Oh, you're saying now he, he does. has powers because he got infected when he went into the upside and down. That's how he drew the painting. I got it. Yeah, when you take a couple of you know these to your mouth. Uh, well, uh, I'm uh, saying uh, it's a theory. I'm not <laughs> saying it's true, but um, I say I just slurp I say, some magic slugs. Yeah, but see, if you're gonna have a time jump or something, somebody's turning. I feel like because if Eleven loses, what's that mean? She's not gonna die. You know what it reminds me of? I don't think Eleven can lose to this. They have spent the whole season to get her power back. You know what I think is going to happen? It can't be that easy. It can't be that guys, easy. Guys, I'm going to make a comics reference, and Corey's not going to get it because he hasn't read this before, but you guys will. You know how in Die, they go to that world, and then all of them come back, but one person gets stuck, and then they do a time jump, and they can say that person's like lived in that place? That's going to happen. Somebody's going to get stuck mm-hmm. over there, and they're going to do a time jump and be like, we got to get that person back. And then when they go back over there, they're going to be corrupted, and they have to bring them back through the power. They're going to be the new badass Of boss. friendship. Yeah, I think it's They're going to go over will. there. Remember in season one how Will would sing that song to him when he was upside down? What was it, Corey? Yeah. Should I uh, or should I go now? Yes. So in season should five, I... Will's stuck over there, and he's been in he's The longer you stay over there, the more you become part of the upside down. So I do agree he will go bad, but then they bring him back by singing that song. Well, yeah, because your show started with Will. It's got to end with Will. So it's got to finish and end the way it started. And uh, sorry, start and finish. So I think Will is going to go evil and he'll join Vecna, whether they're coming into Hawkins or whatever. But it's either him or even Eleven. I could see 
potentially mm-hmm. turning evil because yeah, she, she was got, having she had a shot and she fucked him up. So. They wouldn't save him. They'd be like, thank God. And when he did show back up, they'd probably shoot him in the face. Say, bro. Well, or, or. Not Jonathan, though. Or uh, Jonathan dies. Jonathan dies. And that, because he was only Will's support network. And with Jonathan dies. Then Steve and Nancy can get back together. About time. Fuck his mom. That's happening. Because Joyce just goes to Alaska and leaves her kids behind. (laughs) She says, fuck you guys. <laughs> Steve and Nancy are getting back together. It's, All right. it's 100%. So since we're in the... At the uh, end of, uh, what, episode 5 or is episode 6? Uh, when they get pulled into the Upside Down and, and the bat things are biting his side. They're like, oh no, they're going to kill him off. No, they're not. We've, I thought Nancy made, was going to die. I thought Nancy was going to die eggs, for sure. But, hey, these two getting together. So it's, I think someone's going to die. I think Eddie for sure, but I don't know. It could be anybody else, but Jonathan's kind of been side, I don't know, sidelined a little bit, so I don't know. I, Mike, I I've heard the idea that they will kill any of the main main guys off just for the fact that you they would make people rage. Yeah. That how dare mm-hmm. you kill them. So they might turn them evil, I would agree. To kill them off would be overstepping bounds. Well, I've heard a rumor, like, some people are saying that if, I mean, and I've been so upset with the characterization of this character, and that's Mike. Since season one, like, season one, he was the best. Season two, three, and there's some semblance in this season where I'm like, okay, Mike's actually getting some characterization again, because he was the lead of the show in season one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then he was kind of sidelined in season two and three. So, um, you know, there's that scene in the trailer sorry, Alex, where Jonathan and Will are hugging because it's either Will coming out or something happened to Mike. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one of those two. Things. I will say, uh, since we are in theater, uh, theory territory, I'm looking at a, a top 17 uh, theories. Jesus. And I it's only four hours, people. There's not that many, <laughs> much room for that. Uh, I don't know. Corey's, uh, Corey knows how much two movies, to this. Dude, that's two movies. I'm looking at this. Uh, some of them we've talked about already. First one, Vecna took uh, Will, and uh, second one was the uh, Will villain one that Corey just brought up. Number three that you guys laughed at. <laughs> number three is no. That. We laugh at the magic slugs giving him powers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there is there is a TikTok attached to this. Let me play this and see what this guy says. Not exactly. If you haven't finished volume one of season four, you have five seconds. Five, four. Three, giving it an off ramp. Two, one, piss off. If we go back and look at season one, we see that Joyce refers to Will as a sensitive child. You know who else is referred to as a sensitive child? Henry Creel, by his own mother as well. There had to have been a reason that Will was kept alive when he was in the Upside Down for so long. He was the perfect host. As we know, the Mind Flayer is made up of interdimensional particles. Essentially, these particles can detach from the greater body that is the Shadow Monster, the Mind Flayer, the Hive Mind, and infect people, like we saw with Will in Season 2. And I don't think it would be far-fetched to say that based on the amount of time that Will spent in the Upside Down, he would slowly start to become corrupt as well. So I think that Vecna recognized Will as someone who was very similar to himself when he was young. This is why it seemed like he was such a good host for 
this piece of the Mind Flayer. So, I mentioned in the theory in the other video that Will was kept alive for the sake of being rescued. Will and the Mind Flayer wanted Will to be rescued because they knew that if he was rescued, then that piece of the Mind Flayer that had possessed him would go with it. That's why Season 2 happened. But we know that he still gets the tingles and can feel when the Mind Flayer is near. So I don't think Will was ever okay after Season 1. Despite how he may seem now, there is a reason he was kept alive, and there is a reason that the Mind Flayer latched onto him like that. What that reason is... For as much Dang. thought as this guy's put into it, I hope none of it's true. <laughs> and then number three is uh, Will, even if he's a villain or not, will make it out of season five. Won't make it. Won't make it to season five. Excuse me. So he will die, which is a good possibility. Um, yeah, be kind of sad with this guy. They have to ramp that up really quick. No, yeah. he is. Yeah, he had season five territory for sure. Uh, number four is what we said. I think Mike needs to vamos. He's uh, one of those characters that this whole season I've hated. Uh, he may have been sideshowed on Will? two and three. No, uh, Mike. Mike. I've liked Mike this season. He's been way better than two and three. Oh, I but think I think deep, yeah. I think he's an emotional connection for eleven for Will. I feel like if Mike died, mm, it would that. affect everybody way more than if it was just one person. On that uh, theory number four beat, here, want to beat Mind the Flayer? You uh, kill Mike. Painting Make everyone freak out. <laughs> Once, the painting that uh, Will's making is his showing his affection for Mike. Uh, some people think it's romantic. Some people think it's non-romantic, and it's about friendship, like Corey had said it. So I guess we'll see about that. But we know it's it has something to do with Mike. He brought it to the air, airport to like give to him, and he's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "Oh, just a painting I made." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And that was part of the reason why he was mad that Will. I mean, Mike was just like, "Fuck this painting!" <laughs> like I don't give a shit about this painting. Uh, number five is what Corey said about Miss Kelly and the key. Uh, number six, some people think that Miss Kelly is Vecna's sister, but she clearly dies, right? No, she died. She did. And she had blonde hair as a little child. So and I her don't know eyes how you magically... disappeared. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know about that That's one. A stretch. And uh, number seven is that uh, number one or Vecna is Eleven's father. So, no. uh, yeah, I, so I think no. So I think one is the father of all the children. Like his sperm. I'm not saying he fucked all these moms. I'm saying <laughs> that his sperm. Uh, that's all I heard was he's in You're saying. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because Wait, though, Corey, there was that, that lady who had her daughter taken from her in season one that was interviewed. So who's to say that they weren't manually impregnating these women? With one sperm and then kidnapping the babies. I, I I agree. Maybe not the sperm thing you're talking about. Uh, maybe some sort of like uh, gene splitting or some sort of like oh, yeah. a cloning. Well, whatever. Yeah. They're trying to. Yeah. Because he did say that they've been trying to remake me because he's yeah. that guy. Because Henry's so fucked up, they can't just let him loose and and have that power. That they need to remake him, and they were basically using them to kill off people from mm -hmm. afar, and they needed somebody like that. So. And real quick before you keep going, there are some people with some dumb theories out there. Oh, what One, do you mean? They're saying Ten is still alive. Ten was dead in that hospital room that with Brennan that Brenner was in. Ten was oh, dead. Yeah. yeah, hands down. Everybody's saying Eddie could be ten. It's like shut the fuck up. You're so so. Where was the girl from season two? Was it was she eight? Yeah. So I think they just 
they didn't yeah. know what they were doing yet. So yeah, I know. I'm just like, well, she clearly died, so who was that? I mean, it still technically fits because <laughs> she was doing mind stuff. But yeah, so she was like an oddity compared to everybody else who could tell who could do telekinesis. But and then the other one is that somehow uh, Mrs. Wheeler is Vecna's sister. I'm like, what? No, you guys are fucking stupid. There's no way. Continue. Number eight is that uh, Vecna's in charge that we talked about before. That it's not the mind flare. That it's Vecna. Uh, Vecna all the way. (laughs) Number nine. Number nine is the opposite of what Corey just said, that the Mind Flayer is in charge, which I, you know, after Corey, after you explain it, I think there's more, there is credence to that kind of theory. Uh, number 10 Third is... Party. What? You think there's another person that we haven't met yet? I no, we've met the Mind Flayer. No, he's saying there's somebody else that we haven't met yet. I'm saying there's someone new, there's still someone else who's pulling the chains. Yeah, and the Mind Flayer might be the slave driver. Vecna's maybe the brain. But you got the big head honcho who's like, hey, bitches. It's the mind, the mind flare is the big head honcho. No, Corey, there could be other theories than yours. All right, there is other theories. Here's a, here's a theory here, uh, uh, Corey, for you, and this might be what you were referring to as dumb. Uh, theory in the internet blew up that Eddie's actually 10. I've seen that one. I've seen that one. Stupid. No, because I thought... There's, I, there's a lot of evidence here. I remember watching the beginning. He was dead. 10 died. Well, to be fair, I think Brenner should have been dead with that steel door blew through his face, but whatever. Uh, number 11, some fans have rejected the theory because they clearly 10 is dead next to Brenner. <laughs> That's not a theory. That's fact. Guys, blood doesn't mean anything. <laughs> He's number, fine. Just a flesh wound. Number 12 thinks that Eddie rocking out is saving Nancy. They're playing Nancy's favorite song and he's sacrificing himself to save Nancy. Number Robin thir- would tell him because when Robin was in Nancy's room, she's playing with you know all the stuff in the room, and she's playing with some cassette tapes. And oh, that makes a hundred percent sense that she opened up the ballerina thing, and she's like the song plays, and she's like, "Oh, you have this." It makes no- she goes, "It makes sounds. It plays music." Mm, uh, so what was the song? It was. I think it's it was like ballerina sound. Yeah, I think it might also. It might have been. I have to go back and listen to it. It might have been Sugar Plum Fairy or something like that. Uh-huh. Can you imagine a fucking metal version of that? I probably could find that here. Uh, number thirteen, he he needs someone who knew her favorite song, and uh, Robin may have the information. Oh, just what you just said, Corey. Um, another theory is that Eddie's guitar solo is that he's doing it as a distraction to give the others a better chance against Vecna. Number fifteen, time has been a constant theme of season four. Some are thinking that it's going to end in time travel. Well, so so like some like you know if you do go Infinity War style, that a bunch of our characters, even main ones, could die, and that they have to travel back in time to save them. I would hate that season. Theory. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I'm I just think saying, uh, I didn't come up with the se- This is the season of time travel, and I think it's it's getting too much. And have them deal with the, the loss, that's fine. But if you're going to go back forward in time, go, hey, we need to bring our friends back. Guess what? They're stuck in 18, 1983. The last, uh, the last one, they kind of, uh, there's three more theories, and they kind of basically say the same thing over that somebody's going to die. It's either going to be Steve or Max, is what they said. See, I, I do feel like Max has another shot of dying. Um, because she she escapes death, but then she goes back in. So she I think she, she dies. She plays with death. 
Because, huh? so, you know, in that second trailer, Lucas... I didn't hear the sentence you said. What did you say? I said, I think Jason dies because Jason and Lucas are fighting. And then there's that... Sh- yeah. I know, but there's that scene of Lucas with shock on his face. And I think that's Jason rising up, getting killed. Hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see this volume two. Guys. Uh, maybe it will reinvest, you know, reinvest my love. For, not love. That, that's a bullshit. Uh, invest my enjoyment in the show. Um, but I am one of those things where I also am a little curious to know how far can you push your viewers to, how far can you test us? I mean, Corey being a fan of the show, how far can you push Corey before he even goes, that's too far? Hey, you know what? It is a young man's game. Never. The way Corey is right now with Stranger Things is how I was with the last one I was coming out. So, like, uh, (laughs) I was there day one when, like, it would... I would watch every episode when it aired on TV. I when the DVDs came out, I I would get them. Uh, it was a little different game then because like I had to week wait. Sometimes they had like this weird schedule where they have like two episodes, new episodes, and then there wouldn't be a new one for a month, and then they would show another one sometimes. And uh, and then also like the DVDs came out so far, so there's no way I could watch it between it airing and then the DVDs coming out. And also that was the days of like no DVR, and so like. If I missed the episode, I missed it, you know, and they didn't have shit online. So what I'm saying is there are some sacrifices you got to make. Be like, I have no plans on Wednesday nights. It used to be Wednesday nights. No plans. And if I do have plans, I'm like, ah, fuck, you sure? Like, I got to be home. Uh, here's uh, here's uh, Eddie, a preview of Eddie. I have uh, I've seen that shirt like uh, Netflix and others are selling a shirt that Eddie is like he's only wearing his jean jacket but he's like ripped as shit with his guitar and he's like this you know and I'm just like that is pretty fucking cool like it's a cool cover mm-hmm. I think I think they're like obviously beefing it up but uh, so final thoughts on here on uh, Stranger Things volume oh, Stranger Things four volume two coming out July first. Uh, 2 a.m. as as Corey stated, 2 a.m. Central Time, uh, 1 a.m. Pacific Time, uh, 3 a.m. Mountain Time, and 4 a.m. Uh, Pacific Time. Hawaii, Alaska, figure out yourselves. Um, dude, final thoughts on this. Uh, how long are the last two episodes, Corey? So the set, uh, the eighth one's an hour twenty three, and then the ninth one's two hours and nineteen minutes. Holy shit. That second yeah. one, that's a movie, buddy. Like they're yeah. that's, that's like five hours of TV right there. It, it's almost the same amount of length as that first uh, pack there. So, and I think I actually do like that they decided because remember originally weren't they going to do half and half? I do yeah, like that. Yeah, stop after five. Like I thought it was the perfect place to stop with seven. Like yep. yeah, what a good choice that the last second to be like. You know what? Actually, we're going to give you seven to watch and then think well, they about. knew i have a full-time job that i can't watch that much <laughs> they're like, TV they're, like they're like hey yeah Corey's gonna have a full-time job at that time so do not give him too much homework we'll cut it down to seven and two and Corey was like perfect i'll get a job in between then um <laughs> well isn't this uh isn't the second volume almost equal to the first volume in time a little bit each episode in volume one was over seven was 75 minutes at a minimum this is an hour 23 yeah, I know, um, but... Two hours, that's three hours and, like, okay. 50 minutes. So, like, 60%. <laughs> the first volume was, like, eight hours plus. Okay, okay. Math. 
I hope you get zero sleep tonight. And then I hope you, I hope on the night that you're going to watch Andrew Things that you sleep through it and then you have no choice. But guess what? We won't back. be able to talk. I'll watch it from 2 to 6 a.m. Then I'll have to wait a month to talk on this show with it with you guys. Hey, yeah, sorry hey, that hey, we weren't able to do that. These two have children. Uh, I got shit going on. Got a life. <laughs> yeah, man. Does he? I yeah. do. And I like to sleep too, and I like to pay attention to the details of the show. I'm, I'm kidding. I do pay. Attention I, I don't to like to watch TV like this, where I'm like, "Oh my god, I just missed everything out here because I'm so tired." Anyway, let Mark yeah, let, let, let us let us know. This, this wrap up. Yeah, uh, I'm a little weary to see who's gonna die if someone does die, uh, and I'm also excited to just get to the end. And uh, look forward to the future. I tell you this, Eddie's going to die, but somebody else who's been around for a long time is also going to die. They're not just going to let a new character die like that. They're going to have some stakes in this thing. And yeah, one of they, the original. They've done that every die. season since two, because you had Bob, uh, R. I. Alexi, and, and Billy. Then, well, yeah. Billy. Um, Billy. Billy. Huh? Who's the, he was the one? He was the one drinking the uh, the soda. Oh, uh, okay. the Russian scientist. That's right, the one that Murray was in, uh, interrogating. Yeah. And I guess Barb. Barb died too, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, we forgot Barb. Everybody forgets Barb. <laughs> Poor Barb. Big Ronald McDonald. Let us know your theories at Wednesday Comics on Twitter at Karat2188 at uh, the AP Keen at Marvin underscore where I believe Gary, Corey is at Corey Walls. I think I last time I checked. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I and email us though, WinsonComics605 at gmail.com or call in 605-215-1849. Listen to your theories. Who's going to die? Nancy, Eddie, Max, Steve, hopefully uh, 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 somebody of uh, merit because I'm getting tired. You, like, you know, guys, you guys talk about you're getting tired of Mike, getting tired of Will, but nobody thinks of Dustin. You know, Dustin can't die. He's, he's the pure soul of this show, and that's why his ass is got to go. I don't think Steve's gonna die either. Oh no, Dustin's gonna die, and then his girlfriend's gonna take his spot on the group. Mm, there we go. She no, she's the reason that the upside down's gonna end. She's gonna hack yeah. into. We didn't think of that there. theory. That, that that's why yeah. she keeps looking to God. They need a spirit. She's gonna come and and take them all out. That's how she the repents. That's how she's going to repent and come in and getting the graces again. So uh, I'm looking very much forward to July 1st, 2022. Uh, Netflix. Uh, we'll talk about it later. Then we'll bring Corey on ET Live. I'll bring him back when it's out and we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll give it a couple I'm weeks. Sick when we get when we get Evil Will and he shoots some type of upside down mad <laughs> <type> of energy, <laughs> I want an apology from Alex and Garrett. I would like an, a, a formal apology. If I uh, see a magic slug, time, you will not get one. Corey, if I see <laughs> if I see a slug come out of any orifice of Will, I will expect an apology. For Wednesday comics. They've always been hinting that he's a magician, so he's going to become for Wednesday Comics, my name is Mike. <laughs> I'm Will. I'm Dustin. Why do I gotta be Winston? <laughs> you could be 11. <laughs> oh, that's true. I just was quoting season 2. I guess I'm Lucas. Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages and watching your shows. Balls sticking in the thighs. Balls sticking in the thighs.